Galnet News Digest, 24th of September, 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news roundup... The Herald on Harold. Get yourself a Guttermeyer. Bring out the clones. Excellent. Imperial taste. The Herald on Harold. First tonight, Galnet News Digest has obtained a recording of the obituary that was run by the Imperial Herald earlier this week. Born in 3232 Emperor Hengist, Harold Duval reacted against his father's Puritan lifestyle by filling his days with partying and debauchery, becoming the black sheep of the Duval family. It was probably accidental that Harold had a child with the entertainer Imogen Gabriellini, but they married shortly before her narcotics-related death. His daughter, Princess Ashling Duval, has always spoken warmly of her loving father. Emperor Hengist eventually decreed that his son was not fit for the throne despite being his only heir. Harold never contested this, perhaps relieved to allow half-sister Arissa Lavinia Duval to take his place. In recent years, Harold became a recluse on capital, suffering ill health from a lifetime of excesses. But a father's protective instinct motivated him to travel to Ashling's home system after it was attacked. Tragically, despite always renouncing power, Merely being a Duval made him a target to those same Republican terrorists. As the Empire mourns Prince Harold, suspicions arise that the NMLA were aided by inside knowledge of his ship's itinerary and security, throwing an uneasy shadow over the legacy of this eccentric, endearing man. Well, there we have it. A tragic waste of a life. And then he was murdered by terrorists. Get yourself a Guttermeyer. The state funeral for Prince Harold the Mad, son of the late Emperor Hengist, half-brother of Emperor Arissa and father of Princess Ashling, is being held at the Hall of Martyrs on Capitol. The Emperor has already delivered her eulogy, and many messages of condolence have been received from Alliance and Federation leaders as well as from leaders within the Empire. Would-be usurper Hadrian Duval reportedly paid his respects remotely from his secret lair. The Prince's body has been paraded through the streets in a crystal casket and will be on display in the Hall of Martyrs for two weeks before it is, apparently, interned. As is customary, such celebrations of the life of a departed member of the imperial family last for two weeks, running from Thursday to Thursday, and as is also customary, no provisions are made for catering until the event has already started. Consequently, the imperial family has today put out an appeal for vast quantities of rare goods to be shipped to the Baal system in time for the second week of the ceremony on the 1st of October. In return, members of the Pilots' Federation who participate will be granted an Achenar system permit and will also be offered up to 25% off Guttermeyer ships. So, it's not all bad. Perhaps Old Harold was good for something, after all. 
bring out the clones. Scientists becoming concerned about the number of people rescued from the four stations damaged by pro-Republican terrorist bombs on the 10th of September. While it is hard to be completely sure about just how many inhabitants each starport had, suspicions are growing that the number of individuals rescued over the two weeks exceeds the most optimistic estimates of the number of survivors at each of the stations. At Garrido Market, for example, the Hutton truckers alone rescued well over a quarter of a million souls, with the total number rescued from that starport by all pilots estimated to be in the region of 8 to 10 million. One of the bombed stations, Muller Terminal in Rab, a system with a total population of 50 million, is a Coriolis station. Assuming it is a 2 kilometre cube, that gives 8 cubic kilometres, of which at least 2 cubic kilometres are lost to the gaps between the tower blocks covering the surface and the sawn-off corners. A further 2 square kilometres are occupied by the spacious docking area, leaving 4 square kilometres, of which about half must logically be occupied by machinery, air purifiers, stockrooms, cargo storage areas. Have you seen how many hundreds of thousands of tonnes of cargo those stations hold? If we assume a population of 10 million in a Coriolis starport, then the living area must be incredibly cramped, something like 20 times higher population density than New York had before World War III. Even assuming there were no deaths during the attacks, something the Imperial government has been tight-lipped about, more people were rescued from each of these four stations than there could have possibly been on the stations in the first place. So, where did all the extra people come from? Or for that matter, what are all the extra people? Are they people? Or something more sinister? There is a theory going round that the Neo-Marlinists might have done something far cleverer than simply to bomb a few starports. The theory goes that by exploding bombs in four strategic starports, the Neo-Marlinists were creating a smokescreen to hide their true purpose. Along with the Thargoid-derived bombs, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army also smuggled in robotic fabrication plants and cloning machines. Secretly, inside the abandoned starports, they have been building an army, an army of cyborgs, an army of robots, an army of clones. Those unfeasible millions of refugees that gullible pirates ferried out of the damaged stations and distributed around Imperial space are an army. An actual army of cybernetic Republican freedom fighters, an army deployed to all of the Imperial strongholds, an army infiltrating the beating heart of the Empire. An army that has already proven its ability to pick off at least one senior member of the Duval family, the unfortunate Harold. An army that exists within society, unseen, unrecognisable. An army that has probably already infiltrated the Imperial Palace. An army that at a minute's notice could shut down key infrastructure, could eliminate key decision makers that could win victory before the Empire even realised it was fighting a war. An army just waiting for the signal to rise up and seize the Empire from within. The Empire is in its final days, yet it has no idea that its end is nigh. Of, of course, there is also the theory that the Neo-Marlinists might just have planted a few bombs on starports and that crooked Imperial tour operators shipped in vast quantities of ex-slaves to the damaged stations to take advantage of the generous compensation and resettlement scheme set up for alleged victims of the terrorist bombings. The Empire about to be ripped apart by a clandestine army of cyborgs? 
or imperial citizens making money by abusing a compensation scheme. Which is the truth? You decide. In the meantime, now that the fires are out, the effort to repair the station started this morning. The stations have published shopping lists of the slightly bizarre repair materials they need, including normal supplies such as emergency power cells, insulating membranes and autofabricators, but also some more exotic components such as indium and beryllium. Do they even realise how dangerous beryllium is? There's going to be a mass poisoning at these stations before the month is out. You mark my words. Excellent Imperial Taste Let's look back at those rare goods the Imperial Great and the Good have ordered for Prince Harold's send-off. Esueku Caviar. Fair enough. What's a good drink to go with caviar? Vodka, surely. But instead, those Imperial wannabes have ordered Lavian brandy, which will totally overpower the taste of the caviar. Total waste. They've ordered Ngadadari fire opals, which are said to remind them of the fire of the birth of the Empire. That's presumably the fire of the shuttle that crashed with the head of the Achenar Republic, Marlin Duval, on board when her brother decided a little sororicide was in order if it cleared the way to seizing power. Mining for the fire opals has resulted in the virtual destruction of the planet on which they're found. And they've ordered Kamitra cigars, said to be the biggest cigars in the galaxy, and an excellent way to end your days, presumably sooner rather than later. And despite all that, the Imperial family still thinks it has excellent taste. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Those Imperials, they're a bloody disgrace. (laughs) 